You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to reflect back on 2021 and look ahead to 2022. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I have great news, which is that I found a bra that works. I think listeners will remember that I was on the hunt for a comfortable yet Mm -hmm. flattering bra. And I bought several of them because Pepper is fully weaned. He ended up nursing much longer than Plum did because he wanted to and because I was keeping him nursing a little bit because of COVID so that Mm -hmm. he could get antibodies through breast milk, if at all possible. Right. And we finally reached the end of our journey. It was a very mutually agreed upon stopping point. It felt really sweet and healthy. And now I have these lovely bras that fit. And we will share the link in the show notes. Sounds like a win all around. What's new with you, Sarah? I recently joined a Buy Nothing group. Yes. Neil had said a few weeks ago that he just wanted to go through everything in the house and (laughs) start getting rid of things. And I said, Neil, that is my dream. (laughs) Here for it. And we have started going through partly in preparation for a house renovation that Mm. we are planning for this next year Mm -hmm. and knowing that a lot of stuff will have to go into storage and wanting to really take stock of what do we have that needs a storage space and Mm -hmm. what will that look like so we can actually plan things accordingly. Yes. And we have been getting rid of a lot of stuff and it feels great. I am happy to have a partner in that project. In the past, it has been me leading the charge and him coming along grudgingly. And this time it feels like we are equally enthusiastic. And I just love that feeling of knowing that something that we have loved and found useful is going on to find new life in a new home. So good. Now let's move into what we've been reading. Abby, what is your latest book? I recently listened to The Hot Young Widows Club by Nora McInerney, mm-hmm. and she is blogger, podcaster. I think she worked in marketing before, but she lost her husband when they were both in their 30s. He died of brain cancer. And this is a short little book, a little bit about her experience, so a little bit of memoir, but mostly a lot about how to cope with grief and how she has coped with it and what has worked for her. I love the tone of the book. I love the suggestions. Her reading the audiobook is really lovely, and it's really short. So if you need Mm -hmm. something to listen to that you could just listen to in the morning or on a short drive or something like that, especially if you listen to it fast, it's really awesome. She also has a podcast called Terrible Thanks for Asking, in which she interviews people and tells the stories about the very hard things that happen to them. And while it's not an all-the-time listen for me because it tends to be a little tough, It is really lovely as well. I also read this on your recommendation, and I'll say it's also great for people that are supporting someone going through grief and has a lot of really concrete, specific suggestions for what is helpful and what is not helpful. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. My read is continuing in the same vein. I read No Happy Endings by Nora McInerney, the same author, and this is her memoir, so talking more about her personal experience. I loved her insights about how we can't avoid loss Mm -hmm. and we shouldn't try to avoid loss and how to face those hard things. I also loved 
the way that she talked about both Aaron, her husband that died of brain cancer, and her current husband, Matthew, and how clearly the love she had for them came through. Mm -hmm. It made me want to treasure that kind of love that I have in my own life and really helped me reflect on the people that I care about so deeply. And it was just really beautifully done. This was one of my favorite memoirs this year. And I also loved how she talked about parenting, Mm. both her child with Aaron, her child with Matt, and then her two stepchildren or bonus children. Mm -hmm. I just found all of that so lovely and inspirational. Yep. Highly recommend. Now let's move on to our topic for today, the new year. But before we look ahead to 2022, let's reflect back on the year that was. How would you describe 2021 overall? And what were the major events that shaped the year, both good and bad? I felt like 2021 was a good year overall. It was awesome that I finished the chicken coop. I had been working on that for ages and ages. Mm -hmm. (laughs) COVID vaccines for most members of our family happened this year which I'm so thankful for. Because of the COVID vaccines, we traveled more than we did in 2020 to see friends and family, and that was really lovely. Both kids started school, giving me more time to focus on my work and myself than I have had in years. And I was accepted in nursing school. So really, thumbs up all around. Lots of great stuff. Overall, I would say the year was pretty good. I think that things have been slowly improving over the last few years, that 2019 was terrible, and 2020, (laughs) even with the pandemic, was still better, was a step up, and Uh then 2021 is moving even further in the right direction. So I'm hoping (laughs) to keep that trend continuing. Yep, love to hear it. The biggest things that happened were that I switched jobs in the summer and started grad school and then spent the fall planning for surgery and then having surgery. Seems like all events I listed pertain to me rather than the whole family. (laughs) But I think that's because family-wise, a lot of things were just the same. The kids are at the same school they were before. Neil's work has been thankfully uneventful Mm -hmm. with a fully staffed engineering crew. Mm -hmm. So that's not all bad that there weren't major upheavals to report from the rest of the family. Definitely. What word did you choose last year and how do you think you did? My word was steady. And I think at my best moments, I did cultivate this. And I also felt steadier than I have in years Mm. past in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Great job, me. (laughs) (laughs) What was your word and how did you do, Sarah? My word was joy. I think I did well with this for the first half of the year, and then it faded somewhat as the year went on to the point where I forgot what my word was and had to look it up in order to complete this outline. (laughs) (laughs) Just being honest. But at the beginning of the year, I was really cultivating a gratitude practice and writing down the things that brought me joy every day and having it a lot more at the forefront. But I think with all of the changes that I just described, that got a little lost and I was just trying to figure out the new schedule and routines Mm. and what that all looked like. And so having these bigger thoughts was not a priority for me. Yeah. 
What are you happy to leave behind? I am happy to not work on the chicken coop this coming year, hopefully. (laughs) Fingers crossed. So as listeners will know, I finished it and then a tree fell on it. So I had to Mm -hmm. redo the roof. It's like I had just finished (laughs) and it was so great. And then I had to do more work on it. So fingers crossed, it stays intact throughout 2022. And beyond. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'll also say that Pepper's first school experience was not great. He was Mm. two months in a school that sounded good and turned out to not be a great fit. So we moved him after those two months and so glad that we made that decision. I really agonized a lot over that at the time. It was hard to know whether the struggles he was having were normal two-and-a-half-year-old stuff or child of a pandemic stuff or (laughs) school. And I think for whatever reason moving him was the right decision. And so hopefully that continues to go well in his current school. And I am really looking forward to not taking prerequisites and actually being in nursing school. So that's going to be great too. Yeah. I am happy to leave behind making decisions about surgery. It was incredibly emotionally exhausting. And I started the year in my mind thinking, I'm going to have surgery this year. But didn't have exact plans. So I felt like it was hanging over my head Mm. all of the time. Mm -hmm. And then when it came to the fall, I really turned a lot of my energy towards figuring that out. Mm -hmm. And I am just glad to have made a decision, glad to be on the mend and ready to move forward and hopefully not have to make these kind of big medical choices in 2022. May it be so. Indeed. What are you hoping to carry forward into the new year? Both kids enjoying school. I hope that that continues. And the sense that I'm on the right track for my life, that I feel settled in my choices in my current trajectory. I mean, I know it could change, but it feels correct right now. And that's a really good feeling. And then I'm also having this really great feeling that Andrew and I are a good team in parenting and in life. And I don't feel like that all the time, but I would say the majority of the time I do. And I -hmm. hope that continues also. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm hoping to carry forward this energy I've been feeling in the last few weeks of really wanting to make the most of this time we have with our kids. They are at such great ages for travel and general adventuring now that they are seven and nine. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get so focused on what's happening in the day-to-day that we fail to make these bigger memories together. I get this feeling every so often, but then life has a way of distracting me. So as I'm feeling it right now, I'm really wanting to channel that energy into making actual plans with Neil Mm. about both what is possible and what we want in this arena. I am more of a let's burn it all down and go travel the world (laughs) where Neil is more, why don't we take a two-week vacation and see how that goes kind of person. (laughs) So I think that both of those will actually lead to a really great outcome Yeah, and hoping to make that come true in 2022. It sounds like there's a happy medium to be found there. Yes. Looking back, what was the best thing you spent your time on in 2021? For me, it was definitely people. 
I Mm -hmm. loved the connections we were able to cultivate with loved ones that we hadn't seen in a while by seeing them in person when we were able to be vaccinated and travel. I also really loved the friends that we have made, particularly through Plum School and getting to spend a lot of time with them and feeling more connected to Birmingham. Yeah, I love that for you. Me too. For me, one of the best things has been getting back to regular exercise. Mm. I don't know that I've had such a consistent routine, maybe since we were in college and playing Mm. Ultimate together. Interesting. It has just felt so good for my mental, emotional, and physical health. I love it. I am really grateful that I prioritized it and also that Neil has really supported me Mm -hmm. taking the time that I need to do that. Yeah, so good. On the flip side, what was your biggest time waster? The thing that wasted the most of my time this year was looking for parking spaces on campus. Mm. I made my best effort to bike Mm -hmm. to campus, but sometimes the timing didn't work out. Like Pepper would need to be at daycare later because he had a doctor appointment and then I would have to go straight to class. And then I was like, why didn't I just drive home and get my bike? I would have been here by now (laughs) in the time that it took me to find a dang parking space. I hated it. It is one of the true benefits of biking is being able to pull up where you want to go. Yes. And avoid that mess. Ugh, I hate it. What about you, Sarah? What did you waste time on this year? There were several top contenders in this category (laughs) for me. (laughs) But the one that I chose was reading gymnastics Reddit leading up to the Olympics. Ooh, yeah, girl. It was really enjoyable, but I'm not sure what I really gained from that experience. And a lot of time went into that black hole. (laughs) Looking back on all of that, how would you say you've changed this year, either in big or small ways? I alluded to this a little bit with the connections that we've made to community here, but I really feel like Birmingham is home finally. It took me just about two years. To feel like that, which, you know, seems about right. Yeah. And sounds pretty average, pretty expected. But while Mm -hmm. you're in that two years of feeling Mm -hmm. unrooted Mm -hmm. and unmoored, it's not a good feeling. So, man, I am really thankful that I'm there now. I am glad you're on the other side. Yeah. Thank you. What changes have you noticed? I'm having a lot of trouble coming up with something really obvious when Mm. I reflect back on the year. I am sure I have changed in lots of ways. I would probably say that identifying as a person who exercises and prioritizes Mm. that is maybe the biggest way where at the end of last year, that's not something I would have said about myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure. Yeah, you work out now. That's Mm -hmm. That's part of you. Now let's turn to 2022. Looking ahead, are there any big things happening that you already know about? Yes. January 6th, starting and hopefully finishing nursing school. Yay. Taking and hopefully passing the nursing boards in December of 2022 and everything that comes along with it. So a nursing job, all the full-time school, all the things. Big changes. Yeah. In terms of the kids, Plum will go to first grade in the fall and Pepper, we hope, will continue in his current daycare. And then hopefully in 2022, the entire family will be vaccinated for COVID. 
Yeah. What's coming up for you, Sierra? Nothing too big when I look ahead, just mostly continuing with what we have going on in terms of everyone's major routines. Mm -hmm. And that feels great. The one big thing that I am hoping will happen is that we will both start and finish the renovation on the addition of our house. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it out there. When we record this episode next year, it will be done. Hopefully, I'll be recording from my new bedroom in the back of the house instead mm -hmm. of in our children's bunk bed. <laughs> this is something we have been thinking about for a long time, and Neil has been diligently working on plans for it. And mm -hmm. I think we are at the step where we're ready to contact contractors and really make it happen. So exciting. Yeah. Thinking of having a place to put all of our stuff, the way our house is going to flow so much better, the kids being able to have their own rooms, mm -hmm. just all sounds glorious. I'm ready for it to be done. I hope so. Now let's talk about what word we chose and why. I chose equilibrium for 2022, which probably sounds a lot like steady. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I need to maintain this for myself. I need to maintain this as a parent, despite changes both in my children and in our schedule and family life. Yeah. I also chose equilibrium as a reminder that everything is temporary and that it's possible if you feel out of it to find it again. Mm -hmm. I also would love to both embody this myself and help my kids cultivate their equilibrium. We are a family of people with big feelings. Mm -hmm. And that can be a lot. I also want to have good equilibrium within my relationship with Andrew. So come on, equilibrium. I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds like a good word for all parts of your life. Yes. What did you choose, Sarah? I chose adventure. Mm. I've already alluded to this somewhat, but I feel like we're moving into this new season as a family. We all have a lot going on outside of the home, and I'm just wanting to feel like we're making the most of that time that we have together. For so long when the kids were younger, I felt like I was trying to grab on to any scrap of alone time. And so this idea of having these bigger adventures together or planning more on top of getting through the day just did not feel like a priority. Mm -hmm. And now that is not the case. The kids are ready to go play with friends when they get home from school. They're in school full time. And I am just wanting to find the ways that we can have these adventures together as a family, both mm -hmm. small things locally and making that a priority, but also bigger ones farther afield. What are the biggest challenges you foresee in bringing your intention to fruition? Just that we are facing so many changes, many of which their implications are unknown. Full-time school for me plus family is different than anything I've done up until this point. And my children are changing and growing too, so guiding them as they're working on finding equilibrium themselves just may be tough. Yeah. The biggest challenge I foresee is making it a priority and having plans made in advance. I think we're so often focused on getting through the day that when those pockets of time come up where we could be doing something that has a bit more adventure to it, we haven't planned anything. And mm -hmm. we're all 
homebodies to a certain degree happy to be home reading or playing in the neighborhood or getting stuff done around the house. So I think I need to figure out times for Neil and I to get together and have more formal planning meetings Mm -hmm. about weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly, like really looking ahead at what do we want and then figuring out how to slot that in. Mm -hmm. Do you have other more specific goals for the new year? Yes. I would love to find physical activity, joyful movement that works for my schedule and life that I can do consistently to support my emotional health. So Mm -hmm. I've loved walking in the past, but that felt less doable this year because of the logistics around it. So maybe it's yoga, maybe it's rowing, maybe it's biking, maybe it's walking during the day Mm -hmm. rather than trying to do it in the morning. But I would love to have that solidly in place this year. I would also like to hire a cleaning person. I have been thinking a lot about outsourcing the things that we need that will make our lives better as I take more on outside the home. Not that I'm a great cleaner right now. I think that this would be above and beyond anything we've experienced thus far. Yeah. Because I just don't do a great job at this and Andrew doesn't either. So I think that this would be something that would really make the more limited time we're in our home really feel good. We don't Mm -hmm. have to think about that. And to make that possible, I would like to embrace more frugality than I did this past year. I think I go in seasons with my spending and shopping is something that I really enjoy and spending money I really like to do. And I think I would like to enter a more frugal season. Yeah, there you go. What are your specific goals for 2022, Sarah? Getting back into the exercise routine that was working so well for me. I Mm -hmm. am on a hiatus as one would expect after having abdominal surgery. (laughs) But I'm very much looking forward to having that back in my life. I'm also hoping to find a mindfulness slash gratitude slash some kind of practice that centers me to start my day. I have gone through lots of phases and iterations of this. Last year, it was really working for me to sit with my sad lamp in the mornings Mm -hmm. and write out both plans for the day and what I'm grateful for. So hoping for something simple that I can regularly incorporate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also hope to play more games, both with the kids and Neil. Recently, we have taught the kids some card games and just brought that back into our lives. And it's been so fun. So I want to keep that going. I love it. And finally, I would really like to get a handle on the garden. Checked off the first step of building the bed Mm -hmm. and having it in place. But now I'll have a full season and want to do a bit more planning, pay a little more attention to it, and time things right so we have Mm -hmm. things growing throughout the entire season where this year it's like, oh, things were kind of late. We put stuff in and then never did anything else with it at all. Yeah. So I'm hoping year two, we can step it up a little bit more. Sounds great. Let's end with our lightning round for 2021. What was your favorite TV show? Ted Lasso. Same. Neil and I are almost finished. We have a couple more episodes and I'm loving it as much as everyone told me I would. (laughs) Yes. Would also like to give an honorable mention to Baking Impossible and The Bake Squad for watching with kids. 
Mm. We really liked that as a family. Favorite purchase? I won an auction at a fundraiser for a lithograph, which I'll frame and put up. Love it. Mine was a sad lamp that I purchased in January, and I'm back to using it again, and I love it. Yes. Favorite secondhand win? I found four outdoor chairs, that white molded plastic kind, Mm -hmm. on someone's trash pile. My favorite secondhand win is a washing machine that works. And by works, I mean it works now after replacing the motor with another secondhand win from eBay. (laughs) Nice. The saga never ends. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite event? My favorite event was adopting our kittens in January. Yes. Mine was camping for HP's birthday. It was glorious. Favorite kids milestone? Both kids in school. Mine is both kids getting vaccinated. Yay! Favorite guilty or not so guilty pleasure? As I mentioned, shopping. (laughs) Mine is watching Selling Sunset. I watched all four seasons over the course of three days post surgery, (laughs) and I have no regrets. Favorite comfort food? Trader Joe's ice cream sandwiches. Mine was Stacy's cheese pita chips. Love to sit down with a bag of those. Never had the cheese kind. Oh, you need to. Oh, I think so. That wraps up our conversation, looking back on 2021 and looking ahead to the new year. Listeners, we'd love to hear about the intentions you're hoping to make true in 2022. Let's end now by sharing what we've been eating lately. I am still very much not cooking and appreciating all of the friends and family that have been stocking our freezer and bringing us meals post-surgery. I also made a trip to Trader Joe's after a recent doctor's appointment in Indy, so the freezer is really to the max filled with all of the things And it's really nice to have taken thinking about that off of my plate and having so many options available to keep us fed. Delicious. What have you been eating? I took a leaf out of your book and made stuffed shells for my people for the first time ever. I found a recipe that has spinach in it. And I will say that one of my children was very into this and one of them was not. And Mm -hmm. like you have mentioned about E before, the child that was not into the stuffed shells Really liked eating the plain shells. Yes. (laughs) Sheets of pasta for days. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you and specifically would love to hear any episode ideas you have for us to get to in the new year. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Have you changed at all this year, Sarah? Nope. I'm the same. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't ask it like that. Let's end with our, oh no, we still have, no. Oh yeah, we haven't even done 2022. I'm like, we're done, lightning round. Let's move it (laughs) along here. Okay.